Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I discuss media that may or may not have aged well, like fine wine, um, with new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I am the voice you hear coming from your staircase at 12.57 a.m., and today I'm going to be discussing the Japanese film Atragon, um, otherwise known as Kaite Gunkan. Um, from 1963, also released in the U.S. in 1965. Um, it is a sci-fi, um, sort of post-World War II movie, I guess. It's an hour and a half long, um, and I think it's, it's fun. Um, it stars Jun Tazaki, Tadao Takashima, Yoko Fujiyama and Yu Fujihi. Um, so, again, this is um, since it was released in the U.S. two years after its original release in 1963. Um, it also had a dub when it was released in the U.S. Now, this dub is the version that I watched because um, you know when you're scouring the internet for um, older films, you don't really get the luxury of being able to choose original audio or, um, dubbing, um, if you prefer one or the other. So, I watched it with the dub, um, it was, the dub was, um, sort of half-hearted, made a lot of the scenes very comical because of the half-heartedness in the dub, um, but, you know, what can you do, um, they probably weren't paid that well, so at least they 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 did all the lines. Um, so first thing that um, I saw in the film was um, the name Cheesy Movies. That's right. The um, the company that has redistributed the the company that had redistributed this film um, was called Cheesy Movies. So you know we're in for a good time when that is the name of the distribution company. Um, so I saw a bit of, like, some screen caps and of this film, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch it because the characters, the costume, it's deserving of cheesy movies. I have to say that, but, like, cheesy in a good way, very camp camp, you know? Um, so, we are, so we start off and we are doing, like, a magazine photo shoot with two photographers, Susumu and Yoshido, and we're, like, just here, like, taking pictures with the model, um, and then we just see, like, a car just drive into the ocean because right now they're like taking photos at like um a shipyard you know as you do taking photos for a magazine at night in a shipyard don't get murdered girl um but they just see like a car just drive into the ocean and they're like what the hell so they just leave um but later they speak to a detective um and they see Makoto Jinguji. She is the daughter of 
an imperial captain from the imperial Japanese army. Um, Because she is at the detective office, like, because she's being followed by, like, a stalker. And, like, these photographers are in the detective's office because they're like, hey, dude, we just saw, like, a car drive into the ocean last night for, like, no reason. Like, that is mega sus, right? Yeah, it is. So the girl is then like, you know what, I'm being stalked and I'm not feeling great about that dude. So, you know, as you do. And the, um, they have like a silent zoom in on her, which is like great. I feel like they probably had music in that zoom in on Makoto's face, but because they dubbed it over, they got rid of all of the original audio. So they had to re-record everything, but I think it made it, like, ten times better having the zoom-in be silent. Um, so, Makoto, she is doing- she leaves the building, and all of a sudden, Miss Thing, she gets kidnapped. She gets thrown into a mysterious taxi, um, and they- Susumu and the detective and- Everyone else, they, like, follow the taxi that, like, took Makoto. Because they're going towards the ocean now. Like, obviously, why are they abducting Makoto? It's not a great look. But the once they get to the ocean um, and jump out, they, like, take out guns and, like, start pointing them at the dude that, like, abducted Makoto. And they're like, leave her alone. And, like, what are you doing, dude? This dude, he says... I am an agent of the Mu Empire. Huh? That's right. He's from the Mu Empire. The Mu Empire is like... I su- I guess it's like, um... Sort of like Lemuria. Like the lost continent of Lemuria. Like the Pacific version of Atlantic- Atlantis. No, it's the Pacific version of Atlanta, Georgia. No, it's, um... So, like... I guess the analogous to Atlantis is the Mu Empire or Lemuria. So this dude is like, I am an agent of the Mu Empire and he's like, I have special powers so you, no, this is what he says word for word. I have special energy so you can't hurt me. And I interpreted this as he just has like impeccable vibes so like even their bullets can't penetrate his amazing vibes. So this dude just starts running to the ocean, but Susumu and his friend tackle the tackle the guy that's running away, um, the agent of the Empire, and they like start rolling around in the sand in like full suits. Like that had to be uncomfortable to film. That had to be like they must have gotten sand everywhere, especially since like suits are so restrictive anyways, and then getting sand like stuck in your suit oh i could not but the dude um the moo agent his name's also 23 so he's like okay i'm just gonna peace out so he just like runs away like uh he gets away from susumu and the others that tackled him and he like goes further into the ocean and then he just like jumps in nobody tries to pursue him any further because they're like we're already sandy, we don't really want to get wet. And honestly, I get that. Um, and at this point, I realized that both Makoto and Susumu, they are both, like, so hot. 
like they chose two of like the hottest actress actors and actresses to play these characters like go acting director um so next we get um um, they're looking at... So, after the guy, like, disappeared, the Moot agent, they're like, well, what is the Moot Empire? So, the detective and um, Susumu and Makoto are, like, going back to the detective's office, and they're like, we just got, like, this... We just gotta, like, figure out what the Moot Empire is, because, like, what do they want with me? And also, now the photographers are, like, pulled into this, because they have now seen, like, two... Um, weird happenings that are related to the Moo Empire. So the tech, the detective's office, um, arrive, uh, they get a package that is just inscribed with M-U on it. So they open it up and inside of it is a film. And the film is of the thriving undersea continent powered by unlimited energy from their artificial sun and the video is demanding that the people living on the surface so not only japan but like the u.s china australia all them they um have to agree to stop captain jinguji from completing the submarine that he's been building since World War Two, at Trigon. Um, so first off, they're like, what the hell? Jinguji is dead. He disappeared like 20 years ago. And they're like, this seems like more of, um, more of like an international issue. But the film that they watch, um, it's like, it shows the, what the world of Mu looks like. So, since it's underground, it's, like, very cavernous, but they have, like, flying, flying trains. Sort of looks like, um, sort of looks like an underground Wakanda. (laughs) Um, but they, like, built an entire diorama for this, for this one, like, shot. And I have to respect the, I gotta respect that grind. Um, or, okay, so I know I said, like, Wakanda, but... Now that I think of it, it's, like, more like the Earth Kingdom from Avatar The Last Airbender. Because they have, like, the Earthbender trains. And this one has... They have, like, stone trains that, like, fly around in the Moo Empire. And since everything's very stony and, like, earthen-colored because they're underground... Yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender Earth Kingdom look. That's, like, the vibe I get from it. For sure. Um... So, next we are with the UN, and the UN is like, wait, we might have to use the Atragon to, you know, kill the Empire of Mu instead of, like, agreeing with their wishes. I don't know how they got to that conclusion. I don't know how they were like, okay, so they, they these people, they, like, want us to help them stop this um, giant destructive weapon from being completed. How about we just complete that weapon and destroy them? What? How do you get that? How do you get to that conclusion? 
So Makoto currently is like, what the hell? I thought my dad was dead because she was left under the care of one of his like BFFs when she was like two years old because he was a captain in the army. So she was like left and she hates war. Makoto is like anti-war. I totally get it because like she grew up in a time where so many people were like hurting from it. So like she just wants peace. She is like my father is still alive. What? I'm I need to find him. So one of her stalkers because it turns out Makoto had two stalkers. One stalker was the um Moo guy who we chased into the ocean. And then the other guy, he was just arrested by the police. And it turns out that this guy, he is a general under Jinguji. Well, not general. He's a naval officer under Jinguji. So Makoto is like, dude, is Jinguji still alive? Is my dad still alive? And this officer, he's like, yeah, he is, Makoto. Um, I'll bring you guys to him. And since the detective and like the UN and they all have business, they all have business with Jinguji. So they're like, yes, take us to him. And Makoto's like, yeah, I want to meet my father after all this time. So the officer like agrees to like take them to, to the thing, to the thing, to the base that Jinguji is building the Atragon at. And it's like this nice, like, tropical island. Um, but the officer, like, won't disclose where the location is. He's just, like, guiding them to it instead. So they enter into, like, a subterranean, like, um, port. And it's, like, a really cute island. So they end up finding themselves on the island. And they find, like, that the island is, like, completely inhabited by, like, Jinguji's military. Well, like, the remnants of his forces from World War II. So, Jinguji goes to, like, greet his visitors. And when he sees Makoto, he's, like, not running up to her and being like, Oh my god, my daughter, how you've grown up so much. And, like, loving her like he should have because he hasn't seen her in, like, 20 years. And she's, like, grown up without him. And he's also, like, mega pissed by the um war being over and that all of his efforts have been going to waste because mr jinguji captain jinguji he's like a mega japanese imperialist imperialist like um that's not fun literally i was invaded by jap japan in the 40s well not me literally but like you know um so him being like mega imperialist set off like alarm bells in my head and I was like oh no is this gonna be like a film that like glorifies um Japanese invasion in World War II and prior to that but luckily it's not luckily it's not Makoto upon hearing her dad being like World War II is the only thing that matters to me because the country is the greatest and we deserve the world. Makoto, like, storms out of there. And by the way, she's dressed in, like, a really cute outfit. She has a matching headscarf to a matching dress, and it's, like, white and orange. So she sort of looks like a koi fish. But it's so cute. Love the little, um, kerchief on her. So Makoto, she, like, storms out, obviously, because she's, like, pissed. Because, like, not only does her dad care about 
a war that's ended more than her. But her dad is like a warmonger imperialist. So obviously she has reason to be mad. And Makoto is just like having a tough time of it right now because, you know, so much just happened. Um, so Makoto is um, approached by Susumu, the photographer guy. And he, like, consoles her, and he's like, babe, it's, like, so... It's okay, because you're not him, and we are here to stop this from, like, breaking out into even more war. So, like, their relationship, like, develops, and it's, like, great. So, the Jinguchi forces, they, like, do a test run of Atragon, and it turns out to be, like, super success. Turns out, it's not... Not only is, like, the Atragon a submarine but it's like a floating submarine so it like flies they built a submarine that doesn't even go into the water like what why would you do that like literally um it's like it rises out of the water and then they just show it flying away a goddamn submarine flies away like okay um, so after they, like, do the test run, um, Jinguji approaches his daughter, and they again have a bit of a go at it, um, but Susumu confronts Jinguji, and he's like, bro, you're being so selfish right now, this is your daughter, this is your lifeblood, and you're, like, being such a dick about it. Um, so, and he's like, also, you're putting the world at stake here, Jinguji, don't you want a world for your daughter and you to live in? So, Jingu, they leave Jinguji to, like, ponder that. Um, but Makoto and Susumu then get kidnapped. Uh-oh. So they get kidnapped by the Empire of Mu, and the tropical island base that they were on gets bombed. Like, what? So, Jinguji now, he's like, what the hell, my daughter was just kidnapped, and... We're being bombed. So Jinguji agrees with the with the UN's wishes and prepares Atragon for war, but not for war against like the rest of the world. Like they're preparing for war against Mu. So now Mu, they like do they like start an attack. They do an attack on Tokyo. And they also threaten to sacrifice Makoto and Susumu and their other prisoners to Manda, the their like god, their god deity. Um, they they threaten to do that if Atragon is actually used. Um, so the flying submarine does appear, and it chases a. Uh, submarine of the Mu Empire into their own territory. So now Atragon is, like, in the Mu Empire. But, you know, right now, like, Susumu and Makoto are, like, SOL. They are captured by the Mu, and they're about to be sacrificed. Uh Uh-oh. So now they're, like, trying to... Well, first off, Makoto is now in a really cute dress again. Um, She's wearing a hot yellow dress. Like, now 
we are introduced to the Empress of Moo. Miss Empress of Moo, she has a red Party City wig on. And this was what I saw when I was like, I need to watch this film. Because she is wearing a Party City wig that's like electric orange and blue eyed eyeshadow. Like, come on. You work it, girl. And then there's, they have like priestesses and priests um, in the Moo Empire. And they're like doing interpretive modern dance. Um, in front of the Empress and stuff. Um, and their outfits are sort of like a mix of like Incan and Egyptian sort of vibe. Um, I say the Egyptian sort of vibe because they all have like Dora the Explorer bob cuts. Sort of like, um, how you know all like the hieroglyphics and, um, Egyptian art pieces usually have like bangs and the long hair to the neck like that's what all of the priests are wearing like all of them are wearing like black wigs that look like Dora the Explorer so first off that is great that's amazing I love it so much um and then their outfits they have like beaded beaded like necklaces and they're sort of like toga like wrapped in fabric sort of Um, and I just, like, love the vibe. Love the vibe that they're giving off. (laughs) Um, so now Makoto and Susumu are taken to the, to the place where they're going to be sacrificed to man, to Munda, to Manda, to Manda, their god. Um, and this is after they are told by the queen, Atricon appeared, so I'm going to kill y'all. So, queen is girl bossing. Makoto and Susumu going to be executed to the god. Um, so they're put into like a little prison room with like one of those circular circular doors, like a cave door that's um a circle that rolls. Like one of the things that Jesus um is that what Jesus like the circular cave door that rolls to block the entrance. I feel like I'm making no sense, and I probably am making no sense, but they're locked in by, like, that door. (laughs) Wow. That was, like, the most useless description I have ever done. So, Manda appears, and Miss Manda the God, she looks like a hand puppet dragon. Like, okay. So, Manda appears, and Makoto and Susumu, they're like, oh my god, we have got to get out. So, they escape from their cell um, by, like, finding... I think they, like, find a hole, and, like, they slither out of there. So, they kidnap the Empress. Um, So, they, like, sneak out of their cell, and... They get the Empress, but then Manda comes up and Manda's like, nah, I'm not going to let y'all like leave here because Manda, I think, is not just like a dragon sort of hand puppet thing. I think it's like a dinosaur, like a plesiosaur. Um, So Manda comes out and he's trying to stop them from running away with the Empress, Um, but they are... But 
Mantis um, intercepted by Atragon, and the Atragon submarine is able to save Makoto and Susumu and take the Empress of Mu with them. So now they fire a freezing cannon. Yeah, they fire a freezing cannon at the power supplies of the Mu Empire. Um, So, you know, now the Empire is going to like collapse because they don't have any energy that they've been relying on to live. Um, And also, so we look at Makoto and Susumu and the Empress, and the Empress is like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to declare peace, even though you have me got. Like, Jinguji's like, hey girl, seriously, we have so much of the upper hand. Like, you're caught, your god is almost dead, and we've destroyed almost all of your power source. But the queen, she is um, as proud as ever, and she's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, so Susumu and Makoto are sort of just like, come on girl, you have to. Like, you don't have anything left. And also, Makoto, she looks as fresh as a daisy. After being kidnapped and chased by a god, she's looking, like, great. Like, I don't know how. And Susumu, he looks like he's been through hell and back, but not Makoto. She's, like, her clothes are still all, like, clean and stuff. Like, go you, girl. She probably, like, had time to, like... She Honestly... Maybe they, like, stopped back in Tokyo for a little bit and then came back. Or maybe just Makoto went back, because she's girl boss. She could have done that. I'm sure of it. Um, So since the Empress doesn't want to accept peace terms, they take the Atragon submarine further into the Empire. And not only do they, like... So not only have they already frozen the power sources, like the power supply, now they just go and, like, freeze and explode their like artificial sun so i guess the artificial sun is supposed to be like um nuclear reactor or something so they like blow up the nuclear reactor in the heart of the empire um so they are able to escape before it actually explodes but then once they get to the surface um a big explosion happens and them on the submarine they're like oh my god that's crazy but the empress is still like no i'm not going to i'm not going to let my empire die without me so she swims to the she jumps off the submarine and swims to the explosion site and just lets herself drown honestly queen shit she's a she's like good leader i guess um, but yeah, that was Atragon. Atragon, pretty fun movie. Um, I guess. But, I don't know, couldn't they have just, like, taken the Moo energy source instead and just, like, used it for green energy afterwards? I know that it's, like, not... It wouldn't change, like, the plot at all, but come on. Um, but I would have loved to see more of the empress the empress we really only got for like 30 minutes which is a bit tragic because i feel like if she was in the film longer we would have gotten um even better outfits from her 
Because even from Makoto, we get very good outfits. Like, we get a cute little yellow dress. We get the matchy-matchy kerchief and dress that are orange and white. We get the cute little office girl chic at the beginning. Um, and that's all just from Makoto. Like, if we had the Empress, ooh, girl, we would have gotten some real, real fun outfits. Real creative, I think. They could have done because even with the extras that played like the Mu Empire citizens we still got like pretty pretty fun outfits because when they were attacking the um, power supply they and freezing it we had the like Mu soldiers come out and they had they sort of looked like stormtroopers but like instead of the white and black armor they had like cloth like beige cloth on but with like laser guns it's like i would have loved to see more of the aesthetic that they had created for the empire because it looked like even with like the diorama and all of the set pieces that they had built for the empire it was very distinct in terms of like the idea that they had like they had an idea in their head when they built it and they were like this is the Mu Empire this is their identity this is how we're gonna execute it H- how we're gonna execute it so I feel like it's just sort of a waste that they didn't have that we didn't see more of it um but the film it's it's like a it's like a B it's like a B movie I guess also back to M- Makoto's outfits Makoto changes into her yellow dress and is in her yellow dress for like 45 minutes so like half of the movie which is sort of disappointing but at least it's a good outfit anyways this is like a pretty mid movie um i mean it's entertaining um there's like some good parts to it but i think that the dub really killed its momentum i'm sure if you're able to watch it with like subtitles with Um, the original Japanese it would have been much better because then um, I guess you'd get you'd definitely get more emotion from the actual actors and I don't know I feel like you'd be able to connect to the characters more because the English dub is just very very bad (laughs) Um, but yeah Atragon 1963 slash 1965 um aged like aged like water not much to say about it but it was fun it was interesting um and yeah that was this episode of fine wine join me next time and i'll wine to you later wine to you next time lol oh my god i'm like flipping it hmm wine to you next time <laughs>